Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right, 907, Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio. We're broadcasting live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. And we're on Facebook Live, so facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. And then, uh, yeah, all that kind of good stuff. You can uh, call Texas anytime, 936-228-9368, or email us at dickandskippy at gmail.com during the show. We don't have a guest today, so it's just us. And I'm I'm showing uh I'm showing Sean the ropes. Yeah, I've been learning all about the board and stuff. It, it's dangerous to put me around buttons that can be pushed because I will push them. But in case you know you ever get hit by a bus or something, yeah, I am training to take over the board. This ought to be fun, man. It is. It's uh, it might seem like yeah. a lot, but you just. I think on Friday we should swap. Okay. You sit here. Oh, that'd be an interesting. Show. And I sit there to tune in to watch the train wreck. That's pretty funny. Well, hello. Hey, man. I missed you on Monday. Yeah, I know. We were, we we're doing a lot of different stuff, and uh, I'm uh, house-sitting. And did I tell you the story? I don't think so, no. So I'm house-sitting for uh, my parents, and before my, they left, my father's like, hey, can you, do you mind taking this pool sample and going to the place we usually go to and get it, whatever they tell you, just you know, take care of it. I was like, okay, cool. I take it. Well, it turns out, that uh, there was a ticking time bomb in the, in the pool. Flesh eating virus? No, it was uh, an imbalance issue where if you didn't correct it over a course of like six months or something, then you had to basically drain the pool. So this is there's so a, there's the an guy, imbalance in the pool. So there, yeah, there's a guy. The guy goes, yeah, he knew my dad, so that he's like, yeah, just I know the pool you're talking about. All you gotta do is just get a water pump, pump out half the water, and then re- uh, reintroduce fresh water from a hose. And I was like, I feel like this sounds like an all-day kind of thing. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's going to take quite a bit, depending on what kind of pump you get and all this kind of stuff. Well, I call my dad. I'm like, yeah, it isn't just buying chemicals, Dad. I have to apparently sit by a pool for like 10 hours and make sure this pump doesn't burn up, doesn't you know do all this stuff. And so that's what I've been doing. Like I've been trying to find time where I can turn it on for two hours, three hours here, you know, that kind of so stuff. So you're the pool boy. So I've been the pool boy for the Many past fantasies are now coming to life. So I, I put uh, several hoses in the pool this morning, and then I had this, like, fear of if I leave all these hoses on and I leave, I'm not going to be back for several hours. I was like, I'd rather risk not having a problem, so I turned all but one on. And uh, hopefully... That's, that's prudent. I, I think you'll find that you could have had two or three going. Oh, no. Yeah, clearly I have no idea what I'm doing. I just, I, my biggest fear is when you leave the pool, it blows up. Because that's what happens when, you, when you're dealing with equipment that you don't deal with every day. So it's like Holly calling you Paolo the pool boy? No, like, that's today. Bring me my ties, Paolo. That's, that's, that's today. Okay. So, Interesting. Uh, but that's, that's really what I've been doing in between. I've been running. Uh, they live in Montgomery, so it's about a 25-minute drive. So I've been running over there, checking it, coming back, and doing that kind of stuff. Okay, so. you know in the trunk of my car, just don't ask me questions, but I have one of those you know, spy cams that you can hook up on outside and it's wireless. So 
you want to borrow it, and that way you can put it on your pool. Yeah, I guess I could. And that way you can leave I and just watch it got, over your phone. I could have used the security camera. I guess I could have done it. But yeah, I guess we could put markers on the pool so because it's not going to be like you're you're not going to flood out. Yeah. I'm Unless out. we have like huge honking rainstorms today, it's one of those things that I've been dealing with. And the but well, there are no rainstorms in the forecast. I know, so it was actually I've been very lucky. So hopefully, fill it, we fill it up today, and then uh, I'm done with all that. Now, are, are you a pool kind of guy? Do you lay by the pool and bask in the sun and no, swim I have laps? Skin cancer. I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a walking cancer. basal cell carcinoma. Holly is an olive. She will. She looks like she'll get so dark. If she's outside, oh okay, she can absorb it all, and like it, my favorite, uh, I was thinking a green olive with that little pimento. No, my inside. favorite, my favorite pastime with her is people don't know, know do not know what nationality she is, because <laughs> I've I've actually personally encountered people who thought she was Native American. If she walks into a room, she then, could affect any number of accents, and I would believe it. Yeah, and like she, some people think she was Asian, uh, like Filipino, and then um, okay, well because she gets really dark. And well, yeah, I mean, it goes beyond skin tone, but you know, I, I get where you're, where you're going with that. But I mean, I don't, and yeah, that's <laughs> tune in next week to Dick and Skippy's new game show, Guess My Fiance's Nationality. So, and I asked her, Do you even know yours? And she's like, No, not really. While she's sleeping, you should, you know, make her spit in this uh, and I tube told, for 23andMe. And I told her, I'm a sixth generation Texan, and I, you know, yeah. I'm so much cooler than her, yeah, right. So, well, that's cool. But no, it's been interesting because I do help my dad occasionally. Like once a week, I like to go over there and hang out with him and, you know, do things like whatever he can't do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's one of the things we're house saying. He's like, can you just take care of the pool real quick? You mind doing that? Like you've done it before. Like you put some things of shock or whatever, you know, the normal, whatever it is. No, you got to drain this pool. Luckily, one of my best friends had a pump because of Harvey. And so, unfortunately for Harvey, but he had it, and it was a good, it's a great pump. It was very expensive. So it, it, did, it did the job faster than what I was really thinking it was going to do. So, but then the filling up with a hose, I don't know. And what's, what's wonderful, too, is pool people all have their own opinions on stuff. So, like, immediately when my other friends heard my story, so he calls me, he's like, hey, man, I've been ta- I just got a pool. Let me tell you what I've been doing. Like, no, 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 I'm like, hey, yeah, apparently that's not how this pool works because I know exactly what you're talking about. And because, you know, I don't want to spend all day here. <laughs> so, and then what was even better was there was a moment where I put the pump in. You have to be very careful because it's electrical and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there, and about three hours later, I come back and I hear this loud noise coming from the side of the pool, but not for where the equipment is. And I go, What the hell is that? So I call my dad. I'm like, Hey, something's going on beside the pool. And he's like, Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you, there's an automatic uh, turn on valve if it goes below a certain level. So you've probably been pumping water back in while you're pumping water out. And I'm like, well, that would have been nice to know. <laughs> Information that would have been I, helpful how, yesterday. Yeah, and I'm like, well, so I've been wasting three hours of my life right here. Because I've been waking up, I've been waking up like at 3 a.m. trying to like get this going. Mm-hmm. So I can just sit there, good, get a good like four hours going. But uh, it's a bit of an adventure. I mean, I think I could do that for a living, just watching pool water go down. Is there anyone hiring? Dick the pool boy. Is anyone boy. hiring? I think my pool boy days are behind me, unfortunately. Well, it made me think, it made me think, you ever seen the movie Lionheart with Jean-Claude Van Damme where he fights people? Oh, he fights people. I was about to say, that's my favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, the one where he fights people. Well, there's a great scene where he basically, the premise, it's one of my favorite movies for some reason when I was a kid, I loved it. Uh, basically, he is, I think he's an immigrant 
and his he has a daughter and he's trying to find his daughter and his wife and he needs money and somehow of course Jean-Claude Van Damme falls into an underground boxing or uh, kumote kind of thing it's not the way it's just the way and so there's a scene where he fights a dude in a in a half full filled pool half filled so needle waist well it's level? one of those pools where it's like it has a shallow end and the deep end's like a oh, good okay. four feet five feet so it's like they're they're fighting across the pool so dry wet dry wet and uh, it's a great scene. Everyone should check it out. Lionheart, check it out. Now, that's the, you know, knowing movies and what it takes to make one. That one scene, any fight scene in that would have taken about maybe two or three days. So can you just imagine for 16 hours a day being alternately, yeah, you know, having to change your clothes well, 40 can times? You, can and, you imagine being an extra? Yes, I can. So, like, because to me, it's like, oh, man, the it's raining. You guys have to come back here tomorrow so we can have continue, uh, like, having a continuing shot. It'd be weird if you weren't there. Well, that's why so many, you know, if it's weather dependent, unless it's an establishing shot, like two people just walking down the street where it doesn't really matter uh, what the weather is, if it's an actual where a lot of action happens, especially mm-hmm. over several scenes, uh, it may look outside, but it's not. It is a soundstage. Made to look like it's outside. Okay. Well, I mean, because like, all it takes I is one think, bit of cloud cover to I screw also up a imagine whole there's shot. a lot of prep time so they don't waste people's time. So, like, I imagine John Wick, they're sitting there for five months. In this scene, this is like they basically tape the corridor or whatever. Like, this is where you're going to be going. Now, I got to say, Keanu Reeves, I, I'm, I'm late to the Keanu Reeves fan club. I, I have not liked him for much of my my life. Really? Is it because of Bill and Ted, or is it because of like? Gross, no, I always felt blank? that Bill and Ted was the like perfect Keanu Reeves Johnny, role. Johnny Football, Johnny Utah. You don't like him in Johnny Utah? I don't even think that's, I watched that one. You never seen Point Break? Oh, no, I did, and that's what made me hate him. Really? So hard. Oh, I love it. When I hate. I love it when you threw the badge in the in the ocean. I'm like, there it is. That it, I hate that trope because. I think we've talked about this. I think he Fast created forward that one hour. No, no, no. It's, it's it's like long. It's a long-standing thing. Throw your badge in the water. But let's fast forward an hour when you go in to, to say to HR to say you know I quit. Okay, well we need your badge. I threw it in the water. Well then you don't tell them you threw it in the water. But you can't lose it. <laughs> so it's like well I don't have the badge. You have to turn in your badge. You, you know it's it's like if you quit McDonald's. Are you saying you people have emotional? breaking points and they do irrational things well they do but throwing your badge in the water it it literally serves no purpose whatsoever not even as an analogy because if you say i don't want to be a cop anymore you go to hr you throw the badge at the hr person and say i I quit throwing it in the ocean doesn't no you have the pin it gives a bad guy inside facing them and you hit it (laughs) on like there you go you throw away your badge sooner or later some bad guy is gonna find it some scuba diver hey look i got a cop badge i can pretend to be a cop now you think that's everyone's first reaction when they find a badge yeah you think everyone's like oh now i can pretend to be a cop you betcha (laughs) yeah right (laughs) tell me i'm i defy anyone to tell me i'm wrong if you found a real cop badge Somewhere, the very first thought, whether or not you ever acted on it, your first thought would be, Detective Sean. Well, I mean, uh, I, imagine, I, I imagine I would think, this. like, this is one of those situations where if I turn it in, this cop's totally getting in trouble, probably. And I go, maybe this thing just shouldn't exist anymore. That's where you just start hitting cops up around. What's your badge number? Give me your badge. Oh, good. Here, here's your badge. I found your badge. Yeah, Brett on the uh, Facebook Live said, turn to the police. 
Yeah. I mean, that's I, well, I would try to do a prank if I could fix fit it in. Like, I, can you look up badge numbers and find the officer's name? Is that public information or is that more of like back end? I think, well, work? it's information that a member of the public would eventually have the right to have if there's a lawsuit going on, which is why they say give me your badge number uh, so you know who. Because I would, so, yeah, I would go, on. I would go up there and, and ask, like, can I see officer? Can I off, see officer? Yeah, exactly. Eight, I'd like to talk to officer seven four one two, please. Because remember that scene in the Hangover when they when they get arrested because they have a cop, they're in the cop car and they're like they realize, oh, you're the cops that we took the cop car from. Oh yes, and sorry, like, it took a while to remember. Yeah, that. and yeah. it's like, how about we just work out a deal? And that's when they get tased in the face. <laughs> but uh, but no, that's how I would do it. I'll try to joke with them a little bit. Okay, so I recall. I mean, I, I, do you think do you think they have videos online of people uh, like finding the people who stole their identity and going like, "Hey, are you John A. Smith? I'm John A. Smith. You've been taking my identity." No, Lord, I've reached a point in my life where I'm begging someone to steal my identity, Why? so I can start, so I can blame everything on that person. <laughs> That's true. Well, I'm broke because. This guy took my money. Yeah, that's that's why I broke. Yeah, I, w- I you know what I would. That's what we need to get in the studios. We need a guy who does police work for identity theft because I really don't know the variety of impacts it has on people. Like I imagine it impacts certain people really badly, and I imagine it doesn't impact some people at all because it's like, well, what were they going to do? Well, for, does that I, make sense? Yeah. Well, I was talking to my mom the other day because like, she got one of those can they class get credit action. cards or something like that. Well, like, what can they do? It's, here's the thing: anyone tries to get a credit card on my account, good luck. You know, I, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, because if you're, if I you're, should be under the radar. If you're a enough. thief and you're stealing identities, I, I know you have the avenues of what you traditionally go towards. It's like, okay, we got this ID. Let's do a credit check. Let's do this. Let's see if we can, you know, how can we abuse this person's good standing in the community? Or to, oh, when I say community, I mean like credit holders or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's, but then, I mean, that's like a 50 50 chance, right? Yeah. Well, it depends on how, think about every count that a identity thief, every person or every instance of doing something of identity theft is a count, a, a criminal count. So whether or not you're successful, let's say someone goes after me with all my, you know, absence of money or credit or, you know, whatever, if he or she gets busted, they get maximum punishment for me where there was no return on that oh, investment. So they're well, going to waste. Are, I think they already know that, though. They're, st- they're stealing your identity. This isn't like, right. oh, so, hey, so some people can, in my lap. And yeah, I'm some people to... can destroy their lives because, you know, so much for presumption of innocence. You are, you know, I've, I've heard of friends who, who you know, someone takes out 5000 on their credit card or something like that, and it takes them years to clear it. There's like they're on the hook for well, it. Well, Even though surveillance imagine... footage proves... I was 300 miles away. It's like... No one cares. Yeah, they don't care. It's no like, well, cares. you could have put them up to it. So that's what I'm wondering. I wonder what the biggest impact identity theft can have on somebody. And then what's the smallest impact? Well, the smallest impact is the other day... He's already dead. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty, uh, yeah. pretty surreal. The, the Like your father dies. Last couple of yeah. identity theft things that, that affected me. One was I was... Uh, I was at home, and all of a sudden my Starbucks app pinged at me that the, my... Purchase was successful. You have a Starbucks app? Oh yeah, you, it's because you you put all the card does, numbers on it, so you just scan it at the does Starbucks. Does it give you updates points. on the conditions of the bathrooms? <laughs> bathrooms are pretty clean there. Uh, so I immediately called Starbucks. It's like, wait, this thing says in Seattle, Washington, somebody stole you know, your credit card. 
well, uh, I, I had a gift card with like 22 bucks on it, and somebody bought 22 bucks worth of Starbucks on my card, my Starbucks gift card. So they hacked Starbucks to know that. You yeah. Had so someone somewhere got and it got. It took like an hour to straighten it out to say, look, I'm ping my phone. I'm here. There's no way I did that. Uh, so they canceled that card and refunded me 22 bucks. So that was pretty pretty straightforward. Uh, the other thing is I got uh, an email the other day, which is funny. It was in my spam. It was horribly written, but it was. It said, Sean, Sean Keith Thompson, your password is this, and it gave one of my passwords. And I actually have different password levels. If it's like something I really don't care about, it's this one password. If it's something I care about more, it's you know level two, level three, so forth. Well, it was my level one password, which is the lowest one. And they're like, if you unless you pay us, we're going to put this on the dark web. And I thought, you know what? The first off, this thing was like three or four weeks old in my spam folder, anyways. As like, don't even reply to it. So I know that well, someone out there. I, that's why I love. And I also got hit stories. with Experian. You know the Experian thing. No. Uh, you know where millions of people got affected by a data breach to Experian. Well, there's a they're doing a settlement where I'm going to end up getting like I think 125 bucks out of it. What's Experian? What are you doing with the, them? The credit. Agency, credit reporting agency. You got yeah. TransUnion, Experian. I have and, no idea. I don't know that world. No, anyhow, uh, the bad guys got hold of a lot of information for, that Experian held because Experian, Experian has your social security number, your entire yeah. credit history, your credit card numbers, and stuff. And I know I got affected by that, but I'm, you know, all you got to do is just monitor your accounts every day and realize, you know, I've still got what money I have in my account is mine. Uh, and but I was talking with this yesterday with my mom because she was affected by another data breach, which is funny because she has a zero internet footprint, and they were offering her like a settlement, you know, for the class action suit, and she was asking me if she could should partake of it. I'm like, yeah, it's 50 bucks. You know, you're going to get 50 bucks for going to someone. Denny's, going to Denny's and getting the Grand Slam. Well, I'll tell you, I took right. I took the wife and the daughter out to Luby's the other night. Luby's and I going to have a conversation because it was just dinner for three. Oh, minimum $11 a plate. It was 50 bucks yeah. for the three of us. And I did the whole, you know, I'm Mr. Luann Platter. Yeah. And so the only upgrade I got was you can take one of your sides and change it in for a salad for like a buck extra. So I did that. So I got a salad and my meat. It all adds up, bro. Yeah, 50 bucks. I'm not joking. It was like $49.87. With my grandfather. Uh, We're going to have a conversation because Luby's is my, one of my go-to places. Not for, you know, for three people, 50 bucks? No. That's you know, what, seventeen, eighteen bucks a pop. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, you can go if you go to any restaurant, even fast food, you can go to Whataburger and you can spend nine dollars for a hamburger. You can, but I won't. I mean, yeah. this is one of those things where just I know my daughter got dessert and Mrs. Skippy got two sides and a salad. And you, you know, I know it racks up, but part of me just—I'm old enough now that I can. Well, I remember what a Luann platter cost three ninety-nine, and also the median salary yeah. was like you know. Yeah, five thousand dollars a year. You know what I'm excited about? What are you excited about? Uh, Bernie Sanders. He's on. He's on Joe Rogan yesterday. I so missed that. I'm really looking forward to listening to that. And uh, it's very. Dis- I don't think I could. I, I was disappointed though because it said it was only an hour. I'm like, come on, who talks for just an hour? I don't think I can handle more than Joe an hour. Rogan. I don't think I can handle any any time with Bernie Sanders. Even down to his voice, just well, grates on me, and it's I'm not saying, his I'm fault. excited about listening. I like okay, listening. give me an update. on I that. really want. I really enjoy long form interviews. Like I think that's a, like, it's surprising to me in our uh, in, a, in this political tech world is we don't have the ability to 
talk more than 15 second soundbite and allow larger media people to say this is what they said headline wise. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe there's not a like, why hasn't C-SPAN gone out and be like, hey, let's do our own debates? Right. I think they should. Because I know we talked about that before, but I mean, this is this is a. Uh, it's out there. Yeah, know? I think when there's a news outlet that has a especially, proven agenda behind it, and that includes Fox News along with CNN. Well, especially when you're should a be the last people doing a, a debate. You're a candidate like a Bernie Sanders or a Donald Trump, where so many people are talking trash. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how what platform can I go on and clearly explain? Kind of like what Ross Perot did. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That was like one of the funniest things okay. that I was when I was looking at different strategies of political stuff, I was like, oh, this guy just bought some airtime and went for it. Well, I, I remember the debate, the vice presidential debate with his uh, his his running mate. Uh, the I can't remember the guy's name. He was an admiral. And he's like, uh, right now I know you're wondering, who the hell am I? Well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> was a who. Why not? I miss that one. But, uh, no, he was on it, so I'm excited about having that. I, that, mean, that gives me hope that Donald Trump will be on Joe Rogan. Because I feel like that would be... I don't see why he wouldn't be. be very entertaining. Because he's had, he's had some... He had the Andrew Yang guy on. Mm-hmm. And then he's also had Tulsi... The woman from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce her name? Tulsi? That's how I pronounce her name. Okay. She's, she's been on there. And then uh, other high-profile people. He had Elon Musk on and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really... The political people are really interesting. Because a lot of... If you go on the new... If you go on the internet, it's not hard to find people talking like Joe Rogan's an alt-right person, all that kind of talk. And then if you listen to his show, he's pretty much always says he's a very left-leaning person, especially in policies. And now he has Bernie Sanders on, which is like the poster child for for liberals, right? Yeah, well, it's not the policies of the host, I guess, so much. It's... Well, he, How can I phrase it? Is that I'm right leaning, obviously, well, yeah, but that had, doesn't mean he had the he had this guy named I think his name is Andrew Pacman. He's a online commentator, political commentator, mm-hmm. and he's very. Uh, I know. I think he's very. He like he's very. He's a Democrat, but he had Richard Spencer on, and I guess Richard Spencer. I don't really know who Richard Spencer is, but I think from what I understood, he was some leader of uh, either a Nazi or a KKK. One of those things. He's one of the leaders in one of those hate groups mm-hmm. and he's talking about the amount the amount of misinformation people got from that interview about me was astonishing basically it's like you know i've always been the same person we just interview things are happening in the news and he was in the news so we interviewed him and then now i'm a alt-right mm-hmm. white supremacist exactly and that's the thing you know joe rogan be as left-leaning as he wants to be but as long as you know, the guests are treated, you know, my issue is, as I pointed out before, like with late night comedy, it's the fawning coverage of anyone as left as, as you are. Well, I think that's important too for, especially when you're electing candidates, you don't really know any of these people and there's not an opportunity to get to know them. You can go to a website, see a couple splash pages and that's about it. I feel like if you really want to get to know somebody, and that's why I respond so well to a Joe Rogan like program because you get to listen to somebody speak for two plus hours. And if you can handle a conversation for two plus hours and kind of go, you know, all in the realms of all different topics and things like that, that's when I'm like, oh, I really like that guy. Or, like, for example, he had that Adam Ruins Everything guy on. Mm-hmm. First 20 minutes, okay. But then when you got into like hour one, you're like, this guy's insane. Like, this guy, this guy is wild with his beliefs and stuff like that. And the same thing with the guy from Blink 182. He had the one, one of the guys from Blink 182 on total conspiracy theorist like puts money into it 
UFO, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, I didn't never would have guessed that about the Blink-182 guy, but he's, sounds, he's pretty wild. And, uh, and that's one thing I like about it, because you get to learn these things about people who you see on TV or you listen to, and then you're like, okay, well, this guy's kind of crazy, or this lady's kind of crazy. Well, you've turned me on to the Joe Rogan experience. I mean, I I keep meaning to start listening, but there are just like 2,000 episodes right now, so I'm just overwhelmed on which one I should well, start like with. Well, like I said, is you just find who you... I, re, I respond to who he has on, so I'm like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. going to listen to that one. Because, you know, majority of the time he has other comedians on, and they can only, like, if you're a really big comic comedy fan, that's a cool show to listen to. But again, like, he also has MMA people on. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not really into MMA. Right. But when he has a... Bernie Sanders or a... But he, he strikes me as the kind of host that f- with Bernie Sanders, whether someone's left-leaning or right-leaning, he'd pretty much, I feel, the sense I get is he'd treat them the same way. Yeah. You know, he'd ask questions, push them for an answer, debate them. And that's why I would be interested in that. That's what I'm talking about, the fawning, like, late-night TV. You got the Colbert's or the Kimmel's. And, you know, they're just fawning. Oh, I've got Michelle Obama. Yeah, but that's what those platforms are for. Not didn't used they to really be. They are. They are now. They like, are. They're neo political. Like they've been like that for a while. No, Johnny Carson rarely pushed himself off as an expert on yeah, anything political. I don't think you can say Johnny Carson's the same show. That's from like. It, that's how long ago was that? Okay, Jay Leno. Jay Leno. He definitely fawned over them. He he would. No 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 no. I, here's the thing. Jay Leno could have. I mean, he made jokes about them. Yeah, well, you were supposed to make still, jokes about the current still had administration. And still let them do their thing. But here's the thing. No one right-leaning is allowed on late night anymore. Who's right-leaning? Uh, well, That needs to go on these programs. Any Republican politician. Uh, yeah, but do they want to go on these Joy programs? Joy Vila. Uh, why would they not want to? Well, I'm just curious. James Woods. I'm saying these are people who, you know. Yeah, but no, aren't they invited? Well, it's a it's a so, it's a uh, combo of you know if you're hot in the news, you know the booking agent may call you or your agent may call their booking agent and say, hey, we'd like this. But think about it. When's the last time a right leaning Repu- a Republican has been brought on a late night comedy show and treated with the same kind of respect? As I mean, I'm not. I, well, it, I guess, it doesn't happen anymore. I, well, I guess what it's I'm trying very to say is I don't think a lot of people who search out to be on those programs are right-leaning. I don't think they, I think they have their own deal. What deal do they have? Like their own platform or own people. Who? Where, what show? Fox News. <laughs> no. Everyone wants to be on Fox News. Fox is a new, Fox News is a news <laughs> and commentary. I'm talking about late night comedy. Okay. It's, it's become very lopsided. Whereas a Joe Rogan seems to, here, here's the thing. I, I, vehemently oppose all things Bernie Sanders stands for, pretty much. Okay. Yet, if we had him in the studio, if he deigned to come in here for two hours and talk, there would be two hours of great civil discourse, debate, grudging respect, but respect nonetheless, you know, asking the answers. And same thing if I had, you know, whether it's Bernie Sanders or Marco Rubio or Donald Trump, it's the same thing. It's my personal political leanings are irrelevant to interviewing a uh, a guest. Yeah, but those especially shows, political though, this, especially like the Jimmy Kimmel shows, I always envision those shows as, 
your only reason you're on the show is because you're promoting something. Yes. And they give you the time to promote it. There, it's not a. So you're telling me there's not a single Republican in the world that wouldn't like to get on the late night show to promote their political campaign? Didn't of Don, course they didn't would. Did Donald Trump did, get on one? No. I thought he was on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. You don't remember, everybody loved him before he was a political yeah, candidate. Well, yeah. Everybody loved him. Well, everyone went to Target at one point. Yeah. You know, everyone loved him before then, and all of a sudden now he's, you know, now that he's not Russian anymore, now he's a racist. And when that, you know, in a month or two when that goes away, he'll be something else. He'll be a communist. Because he's, you know, he's not a Nazi, he's not a Russian. We're you just think, going down do the you list. Think there's a Las Vegas poll about what, what what's the, next? what's the next competing headline for him? Oh, Gun Lord, enthusiast? There's got to be. Gun? Oh, no, what was it now? I think it was uh, he supports mass shooting. <laughs> I think I saw that. Yeah, he's promoting it. He's promoting it. Yeah. That's crazy. His words and Call of, call of Duty. But, uh, you know, it's funny. You're talking about the new stuff. You know, we were watching that Boston Legal show. They actually had an episode about uh, censorship in schools. And basically, the, the premise of this episode is Boston Legal is on Amazon Prime, by the way. I think it was in the first season or second season. And what I liked about it was the... No, this is, is this after it became the... Because it started off as a show called The Practice. No, yeah, it's whatever Boston Legal is. I don't know the the linear, like the, the, the timeline of it. Mm-hmm. But what I liked about it was the student basically found a blocker they put on the TVs, and they're blocking one news station. It was like the Fox News equivalent. Mm-hmm. And the superintendent believed, or the principal believed, that that channel promotes hate and all this kind of stuff. And the uh, main character who played Alan Shore is played by um, I just spent what's his name? Now I just went blank. But the the main lawyer characters are defending the kid, helping the kid because mm-hmm. of free speech and all that kind of stuff. But it, but this show was made two thousand five, so I was like, man, we're still having the same argument about these news stations being entertainment mm-hmm. and what's allowed to be said, and you know what's the you know those kind of things. And it doesn't. It kind of makes me laugh when older shows kind of still have the same point. Mm-hmm. Then again, that show's written very well. So yeah, that was a David E. Kelly show. It started off as one called The Practice, uh, and then it it segued into Boston Legal with some of the same characters. But uh, yeah, okay. there we go. Yeah, you want to take a quick break? Yeah, let's take a break. All right, you've been listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on IRLoneStar.com. We will be back after a shout out to the partners and stuff like that that we have on this program. We'll be right back. is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world.
Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpong Coffee. Beanpong Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpongcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey, hey, welcome back. 9.40 on the dot on a Wednesday morning here with Dick and Skippy in the morning to Lone Star Studios, broadcasting live on Facebook and also on Conroe's 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Just want to let you know that the weather today, it's only 82. It's going to go up another 15 degrees, up to 97. Uh, Sunshiny all day, moonshiny all night. Uh, with highs and lows in the upper to low mid 70s. I'm waiting for August to be over. Let's start segueing back into uh, uh, cooler climes and, and autumn motif. Looking at the, uh, you, you know, when we do, when we do our, our, our bumper music, our theme song, <clears throat> it's on the uh, YouTube, and they're showing scenes from the movie. I love Highlander 1 so much, but Highlander 2, one of the things that just cracked me up is that on his desk, he's got a photograph of his dead wife from the 1500s. Let me, let me repeat that. He has a photograph of his dead wife. You didn't know he's a magician, From the too? 1500s. It's, it was, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, B.D. something, really, really cute Scottish uh, lass, but... Uh, it was her like headshot, her publicity headshot. <laughs> that movie was 
So fortunately, when I watched it in the cinema, I was with a friend, and there were like four of us in the cinema watching Highlander 2. And ordinarily, I hate people that talk during movies. That's a movie with a passion. This is one that we were all just yelling yeah. like, what the hell is going on here? It was, uh, yeah, it was a bonding experience between us. Okay. Well, I want to remind uh, the listeners right now, we do have a call in line. We're going to start accepting phone calls at 10 o'clock. Uh, it's kind of, it's hard for me to manage all of that kind of stuff while mm-hmm. trying to have a conversation with Skippy. So we'll transition the conversation to the phone line starting at 10 uh, a.m. this morning on Taking Skippy. So if you want to call, you can call now and leave a message or text the number and I can re- read it. But uh, I won't start messing with the phone until I can start paying attention to it while doing other things. So we got we got about what fifteen minutes or so till we get there. there is there anything go. else you want to cover? I know it's Wednesday; it's the middle of the week. Uh, <clears throat> it is the middle of the week, and sorry, I, I, my bean punk coffee kind of went down the wrong way. I'm gonna cough for a minute. Hang on. <coughs> there we go. I know that the uh, uh, local politics are starting to heat up already um, between uh, yeah. the Woodlands area, Montgomery County in general. Um, like for instance, the Woodlands. Uh, we have a water park in the woodlands, the Rob Fleming Aquatic Center. It's kind of like a diet version of Splash Town. Now, what qualify? Okay, what qualifies a water park like the level? Because I know what you're talking about. Don't they have like two slides? Yeah, they got like the inner tube slides. They got a lazy river. They got things that dump water on you. So it's it like, is a bona fide water park. Yeah. Okay. So it's like uh, like like a diet version of, of Splash Town. But it was getting overrun with non-residents because for residents, it's only like ten bucks. Uh, if you're a non-resident, no. If you're if you're a so are they making money? Or are they? Well, they are now because the Woodlands Township. There was a lot of complaints that people were just like swarming in, treating it like it. Splash Town. So they've raised the rates for non-residents. So we have that uh, in the Woodlands. There's also uh, incorporation debates going on. And in Montgomery County, you know, already uh, county commissioners, court, uh, there are a couple of positions that are going to be up for grabs or at least uh, up for campaigns, races. And people are starting to dig in already. So it's going to start. I believe it. And, of course, the the presidential election right around the corner because it'll be about a year out. So we've got like a month or so of relative quiet before it starts kicking in earnest. Uh, when is the Iowa caucus? Do you know offhand? Are you talking about the state? Yeah. Why are we talking about that? Because <clears throat> that's usually, you know, the, the caucuses, that starts determining who is going to get the delegates to run. Okay. What's wrong with What's going on with them? Well, nothing. It's just uh, so February 3rd Man, is... they went from a $10 to a $20 and then $30? Mm-hmm. Because how, the place was, I mean, it was awesome beyond. How awesome is this place? It's pretty darn good. It, for me, it was perfect. It doesn't have the insanity of a, of a splash town, but it's more than a swimming pool. All right. See, February 3rd is uh, when the Iowa caucus is happening. So at that point, that's when it's full swing, the Democratic uh, National Convention caucus. I feel like it's full swing right now. Well, no, but that's the point where we start determining, okay, is it going to be Bernie? Is it going to be this person, that person? And that's when you start going head to head. I think they Um, should do like what the Joker did. He broke that pull cue in the dark night, and he puts it down on the ground. He's like, 
we're we're only accepting one only one position is open. <laughs> I like that. that was, yeah, a cage match would be good for a, uh, for a presidential campaign. But of course, then we have the Republican side. Is someone going to seriously run against Trump? Is the RNC really going to put I'm not someone worried up? about it? Oh, I'm not worried, but I'm saying it'll be interesting to see. Will the RNC actually support Trump, or will they say, you know what, we, we we're going to get someone to run against him and put our backing on him? And then, of course, we'll have the Republican debate. I, mean, I don't think it's hard to have a debate whether you have a presumptive nominee who's running unopposed. So they may they may throw in a couple of spoilers just for debate purposes. It's going to be interesting. But so we're kind of in like the calm before the I storm. Don't know, man. That guy that guy developed so much controversy. I don't think any, right now I, I can't be surprised by anything that they throw at him because he already is himself a big controversy. So if you throw him against a Someone running for the republic nominee. Oh, he, yeah, he res- he relishes in his controversial so it's like, nature. It's just not going to work out. For and that that's person. why, you know, my suggestion to Democrats who seriously want to get him out of office: screaming impeachment, screaming Russian agent, screaming racist. It, 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 all it does is it, it galvanizes those who those who are going to vote for him going to vote for him no matter what. Those who are iffy, that's galvanizing them to vote for him because it's like. Oh great! I say, <clears throat> I say something like that, and I'm going to be branded a racist for life. So, <clears throat> you need to get off that, get off the impeachment cry, because sooner or later it's going to come back to bite you. That well, okay, this is how much money got put into impeachment pr- processes and investigations and proceedings. Yet, the the House, because the Democrats run the House now, no bills are going through. Okay, I mean that's the way our government works. So my just my friendly suggestion is is put up a candidate who <laughs> I, I honestly don't know who the Democratic candidate is going to be. My my gut says right now it's going to be Biden, which would be interesting because Biden can't run on the uh, everyone else in the Democratic ticket right now or wanting to be on the Democratic ticket has been wailing on Obama. And Biden can't do that, obviously. I don't know. It's a political game that I don't really understand. I think it's that, very intricate. I mean, I'm not really worried about it. No, there's nothing to worry. I'm fascinated by this. Is going to be. I I didn't think that the 2016 presidential election could get more fascinating yeah. than it, than that. I was wrong. This one is going to be because it's not like there's a spoiler. Trump's already in office. He's the incumbent. So to get him out. Wow, it's gonna be fascinating. I'm I'm, I'm very excited about it. And uh, Brett makes a good point. Says no one runs against a sitting president in their own party, not since Carter. But that was only what forty years ago. Yeah. Well, what's interesting to me about this whole, you know, getting into the layers of politics, especially in the in the big government, is what benefits do you really get from running? Like, for example, if you're one of these twenty Democrat folks. There's only one. There can be only one. We love the Highlander theme on our show. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, it's like there has to be a reality in each of their own per- in, like house discussions or like in- internal discussions saying, how are we going to benefit this as much as possible even if we don't win? Because a lot of people can be easily seen. No one likes losers. And I, I'm not saying like big-time losers. I'm just saying like people always get reminded if you lost. People always remember the loss, not really the win. Sometimes tell that to better or work. Well, right that's now. what I'm saying. Like, and so how do you benefit from that? Tell that to Hillary Clinton, because that's what the, he has more to lose because he didn't win the Senate. 
So his sentence seat against Cruz. So like he has more to lose long term. So he has to be able to yeah if, maximize if his. Beto publicity. doesn't get the nominate Democratic nomination here. He's pretty much out of any politics. It's you know he can run for mayor or congressman or something like that. Yeah. But you know if you're a two time loser, what's I'm saying? So it's like there's that's the only thing that I can kind of see long term is like all right, well we know we're gonna lose. We're really just trying to get out there to sell a book, or we're really just trying to get there to get our name out. So when we run. I wanted to see the test numbers in our area, see if I can actually beat this person, you know, and that way we can just spend the money that we raise na- nation nationally and we can use it for our local campaign kind of stuff like that. Because the, the campaign finance stuff is amazing to me because there's so many different ways it can be bad, like they, that can have a bad influence on the candidate themselves because of outside donations or any type of movement donations, especially with the money because... I think a lot of people don't realize after the election that money's still theirs and they can use it for pretty much anything nonprofit wise. So like say I'm And running, the sheer dollar amount is just staggering. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I say I'm doing a na- like that's why I think that was my theory when the uh the Beto guy announced I was like, Oh, he's just trying to get money. Cause can you take that money and just use it on another campaign later? Or is that money only there for running for president? I am not sure. Or is it the we need to, we need to get a political financial strategy? I'd be interested strategist. in knowing that because can you invest that money? Again, good question. I would believe not, but I I, I have no because I mean, basis. say say you got ten million dollars in donations for your campaign, you're like, all right, I'm not going to run. For, I'm going to run for president in eight years. So you're just going to sit on ten million dollars and not invest that? I. Don't know. I don't think you, I don't mean, I don't know. I don't know the rules, Brett. I don't know the rules, Brett. Help me out here, man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I just, I, that's the only thing I really, long term, that's one thing I, I always want, I'm, I'm fascinated with is what are these people going to do 20 years from now? Because you already know what Donald Trump's going to do. He's just going to continue, you know, getting on the crapper and get on Twitter. Like he's always going to be doing that. I feel he's, like- he's built his brand. And it's, it's funny because they say that the president of the United States is the last job you'll ever have. I agree with that 100% up until Trump. He, and I'm not talking, you know, going on the lecture circuit afterwards yeah. or running a foundation, that doesn't count. I'm talking about your actual job to make money. You know, no one, you know, stops being president and runs for mayor of something. That may have happened like once in history, but you know what I'm saying? That's I want to come back to my roots. That's your final job. But with Trump, he will take, once he's out of the office, out of office, no matter how he leaves, He'll go right back to a TV show, a reality show. Uh, he'll daily tweets. He's built his brand, and that's why he tweets from real Donald Trump and not White House because yeah. yeah. it's his brand. I mean, it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be it's it's, it's gonna be the the twenty twenty election. It's gonna be fascinating. Okay. Was there any other news besides political stuff you want to talk about before we transition um, to the phone line? Yeah, uh, reports have come out that Monopoly, uh, playing Monopoly makes you a slumlord. Are you serious? No, but that's what people, you know, I figure if, if video games can make you be oh, mass yeah. shooters. Talk about that. I mean, that, that, what, what, what's really unfortunate is the digestive process happens after a world event. Like, or a, a, not a world event, I don't know what the correct term would be, but... Like, for example, mass shootings or hurricanes. And, like, there's so much stuff going on in such a short amount of time. No one can really under comprehend what's going on until a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And that's what amazes me when 
that's always been saying video games, or it could be Donald Trump, or it could be Mad Magazine, or it could be whatever. Well, you're talking about how arguments, you know, TV shows from many years ago. I remember vaguely when Dungeons and Dragons came out, and there was this false narrative that they were all Satanists, that it was the satanic church, and there was this huge panic, and it was just like all over the news. You know, the news was was presenting this in their headlines that this was fact, that Dungeons and Dragons was to indoctrinate children into the satanic church. And it wasn't. (laughs) It absolutely was not. But here we are again, same same basic thing. So you can look back on the 70s and 80s and laugh all you want. What's amazing to me is the timing. And, like, because everyone can say it's an unfortunate event that happened to these communities that get impacted but then we, what, what amazes me is the reaction by everyone who wants to say something about it, and especially when it's an election campaign year, it's like everyone expects you to say something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, I mean, that's, it's, there's too much. It's too much because you, I think one of my favorite ones now was they were saying that, you know, Trump Trump was the one, I don't know which, which candidate basically said Trump is the, breeder of this kind of thought yeah every democratic candidate right now and then unfortunately in dayton ohio something happened and it happened to be a kind of like the narrative was a little different yeah from that personal shooter guy Mm -hmm. but then it's like well this is trump's america with mass shootings and it's you know remembering that there were 19 mass shootings in the obama administration it's nothing unfortunately it's nothing new so as my own little ersatz political candidate being one myself I say that no one in their right mind in this country or in this world wants mass shootings. So every time I see, if you support the honor, you want mass shootings, no, no one wants it. Anyone in their right mind. Yeah, there's a problem. Yeah, there's a disproportionate number of gun deaths. But 99.98 recurring percent of the time, what stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. That's all there is to it. You know, it's like this guy got taken out in 90 seconds, but he killed nine people. But he had, you know, getting rid of magazines, high-capacity magazines, that's the wrong argument. Or, or putting, I, I hear the new, this new thing being floated around, ammunition, um, uh, taxing ammunition or controlling that. You can make bullets. It's not that hard. So that's the wrong argument. It's, it's I believe, of course you can control who gets firearms yeah we we have the second amendment but if you're a convicted felon you don't get to carry a gun anymore if you're mentally disturbed you don't get to carry a gun you know there are always exceptions to the rule we have the first amendment but you still can't yell fire in a crowded theater so on both ends you know you you have the quote far right saying you know you can have my gun you can pull from my cold dead fingers of course there, no one wants to take taking away all the guns is just impractical it's never going to happen Bad guys will always have the guns. The argument of, I don't see why a person needs an AR-15. doesn't matter what they need is if they have the right to it. But, of course, that same person doesn't have the right to a bazooka or an Abrams tank or a, a nuclear weapon because there are safeguards in place. We have laws. So many under the Obama administration were opted not to be pursued or followed. And that was that was a big one there when the attorney general saying we're not going to pursue this, we don't we we think this is wrong so we're not going to pursue this, and, and that was very wrong. So in regards to the tra- I mean they're the horrible tragedies. You'd be an idiot to 
want to. I, I had people actually the last time saying, I look forward to the next one to prove them wrong. It's like you want, you're looking forward to a mass shooting to prove a political point. There's something drastically wrong with you. And just something I feel very strongly about. This is horrible situations when people get killed by one angry person. And yes, yeah, usually an angry white guy. But you know what? I'm a white guy and I get angry, but I've never shot anyone like that. You know, so okay. it's not it's not being white or angry or access to gun. It's no one thing that does it. It's a particular breed that you need to profile. Hello. And predict and nip it in the bud. And that's where I'll get off my soapbox. There we go. Yeah. We're going to transition over to the phone lines after this break. And uh, you're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. <laughs> uh, our phone number is 936-228-9368. Zenbat we'll went. We'll be back after this extended break, top of the hour. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com See our complete list of special events. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-4444. 
800-242-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS, find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating, anything has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Hey guys, Connor from the Ticket Stub, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right, welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the Mornings, broadcasting from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. I now have the call line open, so if you do call now, we are here. I can answer. We'll put you on the air. And uh, we're on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy Live, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and then worldwide at IRLinster.com. Again, that is 936-228-9368. The call line is open. And I do have to uh, apologize to listeners if they see me on camera answering a phone call because that's how it works. We don't <laughs> we don't have gremlins who do all of our calling work, so uh, I apologize to listeners. We need to have who, a telephone who, or something raise money so we can afford a phone answer. So it's just kind of like it's just the way it is. That's how it is. So, uh, but welcome back. We're uh, we're gonna continue the show on an extra hour because we can. Why not? What the hey? Yeah, and uh, hopefully Sean's getting enough training so one day he'll be. By I am so looking forward so, to running the board here. I, I just, I, it would be very exciting for me. Yeah, and uh, we're having good conversations, and I like, I like Dennis joining in. They, hey Dennis, just want to say a shout out, and uh, yeah, presidents suck. You know, they suck, man. All right, okay, I'm gonna call, so I'm gonna answer. Okay, that. you go over it. So I'll take over while Dick answers the call. Skippy's taking over the airwaves here, and uh, then you know, as you know, we have princes of the universe as our uh, theme song, and I always had this question about Highlander that always bothered me. It's sometimes, you know, when you get like stabbed or shot or something, you die for a bit, then you come back, which, you know, okay, that's one thing. But then there's another part where he's walking underwater. So he's like actually drowned 
but he's still alive. So which one is it, people? Let me know which which one it is. So I've been I've been vamping for a bit as Dick is getting our uh, uh, our phone guest on the line. So if you know, in Highlander, are you like dead for a while and you come back, or if you just don't die, let me know because this, uh, this thoughts like this keep me awake at night. And uh, thank you for keeping the conversation going offline. Uh, okay, we're about to go live feed with our guest here. I'm truly vamping on this one. But uh, anyhow, thanks for keeping the conversations going on offline, especially when I go on rants and stuff. Uh, you know, I have some particular beliefs. And uh, I, I'm one of my big problems in life is when I feel the wrong arguments are being pursued. And uh, I, I felt that in these recent gun tragedies, once again, the wrong argument is being pursued in that. So Dick's back online. Do we have a call in? Yes, we do. We are going to have Terry from Tennessee, Idaho on the line. Terry, are you there? Hey, how are you? It's Genesee, Idaho, actually. Oh, Genesee! You know, I'm a, I'm a horrible listener. You know that, right? Well, thank you for pronouncing it. I was thinking it was Genesee, <laughs> but not, now we know. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, what? Uh, it might be Genesee. It just moved here. I hope I'm not embarrassing myself <laughs> around town. <laughs> so what's going uh, on? In which one? Which one's Dick? Which one's Skippy here? I'm I'm the blonde one on the Facebook. I'm Dick. The uh, then, the uh, seasoned one is Skippy. Se- seasoned one. <laughs> I'm hi. I'm how I'm Skip. Got, Skippy's pointing at his head. Now. How'd you How'd you get that name? I've never seen a guy so old go by Skippy. <laughs> well, I carried it with me into my old age and my dotage. Uh, it's Skippy's actually short for Evil Skippy. It's a nickname I've had for a while uh, because I have just a complete lack of moral scruples and ethics. So uh, well, that's what Brett was saying on the yeah, chat. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't disagree with you on that, Skipster. I was listening to your argument there about the guns. Yeah, it's my favorite part. Of your, my favorite part of your argument was when you said, "Hey, it doesn't matter if people need assault rifles; it's that they're allowed to have them." And then one second later, you said, "Of course, they can't have rocket launchers." But it's like, but that's your whole argument is, why can they? Why? Why is it? You know, assault rifles they can have. Yeah, that's what they, I mean, yeah. Okay, well, first off, thank, thanks for the question, and thanks for calling in. So uh, uh, so question well, I have for you is what defines an assault rifle? Well, yeah, okay, I sure. mean, it doesn't it have, I believe it has to do with the amount of uh, rounds that you can let off within a certain period of time. I mean, I'm not a gun nut. Right. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a big gun person. I mean, I do know that other countries that have more stringent gun laws don't have mass murders like America. Well, yeah, this is true. Yeah. Now, uh, for me, uh, I've always found it uh, a slippery slope when when somebody wants to compare the United States to, to another skipper, nation. Hang on, hang on, hang on one second. Sure. I got something funny. A, a skippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're, we're, okay, we're going to trademark that. Th- thank you. We, we appreciate that. I'm going to go with that. But, yeah, so it's a skippery slope. Um, to compare the United States to other nations. Now, I, I was very fortunate. I, I grew up all over the world as a kid. My father was in the Navy. And so, you know, I lived firsthand Europe and, and Asia. And so that's a topic for, for another time. But when we compare uh, ourselves to other nations, know that other nations have had thousands of years to fine-tune themselves. We've had a couple of hundred. And I feel what... I mean, not Canada. Oh, okay, this is true. Uh but anyhow, Canada's had less time, less time, and somehow they they don't have the gun 
and gun violence. That's because it's, so, it's just so cold up there. They're they're frozen. Yeah, the bullets freeze halfway I out mean, of the gun. Uh, but I mean, that's a funny funny joke to make about mass murder via gun. <laughs> right, but so so here we go. Yeah. An assault rifle is is kind of if you pull the trigger and more than one bullet comes out with a trigger pull. Um, that is what is now being counted as an assault rifle or the fact that it can go bang, bang, bang without recocking or reloading. Basically, there is no legal definition of an assault rifle. It's something that, and I hate to say the media, but it's something that has been come up with to basically if it, if somebody feels it's too powerful or the bullets are too big or there are too many that can fit into it or they can come out one after another too well, quickly, it's suddenly an assault What, what do you weapon. get charged with? If you have a rocket launcher, yeah. Oh, like that's what, a good question. Because, because I was well, we're off the air. I, I was telling, I was asking Skippy. I go, what's weird to me about this, this, the, the right to bear arms kind of thing, is everyone's kind of sources. Oh, you know, we can for generical government or whatever. I go, well, they have F-15s. We have handguns and semi-onic guns, like semi-rifles. So, what, what do people really expect when you're trying to? Well, that's the thing. Defend Remember, yourself. back when the framers put together the Bill of Rights, yeah. which are the first 10 amendments to the Constitution, you know, people could say, well, they had no way to envision a world where there would be nuclear bombs yeah. or rocket launchers. But even so, so what you can't picture, you know, like maybe we can picture one day we have laser guns or, or spy satellites shooting mind lasers control. down or mind control. Uh -oh. The fact that, uh, you know, we have... Uh, amended the Constitution many times, and sometimes we've had to re-amend an amendment. I'll, I'll point you in the direction of, of prohibition in particular. So, yeah, I, I wasn't trying to be duplicitous or hypocritical when I said, you know, you, you, there there is a level to which you should not have access to it. And if you if you, yeah. and same thing like with with freedom of speech. Of course, everyone so has a. Why should you have access to? Why should you have access? If you say someone doesn't need an assault rifle for any, you know, practical purpose in today's society, then why why should they be allowed to have those? Oh, I, I think someone should be able to have an, an assault rifle. Basically, it's a yeah, gun I know. that. Why? Why? Why would I want a gun that shoots out three bullets a second? Uh, for what purpose? Yeah. Um, well, here's the here's the thing, and and again, I'm not being glib. When the Second Amendment was was formed, it wasn't said if you have a good reason that you know you have the right to bear arms if you can come up with a good reason to have one. It's it's yeah. a, it's a but right. You're saying that somebody shouldn't have a rocket launcher, for example. So why why do you draw the line there? What is it? What is it about the the you know the difference between those two firearms that you see? Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, what, what, what's the difference? That is a very good mind? question. I think it gets down to a, a personal taste um, or, or, or personal philosophy. So my philosophy on that is uh, a gun, whether it shoots out one bullet per trigger pull or, 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 or five bullets, it's uh, an individual small projectile uh, designed to hit a singular t target to stop it in one way, shape, or form. A rocket launcher oh. is pure destruction with collateral damage. It's not a, I gotcha. it's an it's an aimed weapon, but it's kind of aimed to to take out way more than just a person, you know, for home de defense. If I shot off a rocket launcher in my house for home defense, well, I've just destroyed my own house. So uh, 
for me, it's a personal line, and, and that I think is a big a, a lot of the the argument. It's we're talking about banning this, banning that, but it's all our personal taste and what we think is too far. <clears throat> and I'm not sure if there's a straight legal line on what is too much. I think we can all agree nuclear weapon is too much. I bet you, if you ask the you know the victims of the El Paso shooting, they would say an assault rifle is too much, probably, right? But here's the thing: in the recent that can go both ways. Recent though. shooting, one of them was a handgun. So yeah. again, Sorry? yeah, it was, there was a handgun uh, was used in one of the recent shootings in the uh, in El Paso. Yeah, uh, no, uh, yeah, and, and no, I just obviously. Anyways, I don't I don't want to get into it, but I mean, the amount of people that can be killed with one versus the other is kind of part of the whole thing we're talking about. Brett Hanley in the chat, he doesn't. He says Canada has fewer citizens than California. Um, I mean, so it doesn't seem like he understands per capita. It seems like Brett might be a little bit of a dope. Oh, well, <laughs> well anyway, I, I know Brett. So. Hey, let's, en- let's keep it enough so of this. Enough of this. I want to know what kind of mics y'all working with anyway. So what kind of, you guys sound great. <laughs> what mics were for? Okay. Well, first off, I, I got to say, uh, would love to all, Brett is like, one, Brett's smarter than me. And that's, that's saying a lot for me to admit that. But well, you must be, well, I mean, your name's. Kippy. <laughs> well, yeah, it's to throw people off. Uh, but there's nobody. No, come on, man. There's nobody in the history of the world that is smart and named Skippy. I bet there is. Yeah. Well, there was well, Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. After the show's over, Dick. I mean, and your name's Dick. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, fortunately, that was the one he was born with, so we can have fun with that yeah. one. He, he was born yeah, with that. Well, he, could go, he could go by. He could go by Richard if he if he had any sort of self respect. He would just go by Rich. No, Richard, I like Ricky. You know? I think if I had any self respect, I don't be think he's Ricky. a Ricky. Well, then change it. It's up. It's up to you, Dick. You can change it any time. Or Anyways, Dickie. what kind of uh, what kind of sound? What we're, kind of we're doing uh, sound a picture y'all work? Uh, we're doing a Sure SM7B, and then uh, our our mixing board is a Arrakis Arc 15. Ooh, baby, that's nice. What about that? Those headphones? What kind of studio headphones y'all working with? Uh, he has the little cheapos. Yeah, I got the little Super Lux got, HD six six eight B. Whatever China, whatever China was on sale, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, and then the ones I'm rocking are the Sony. I think they're Sony. What is this? You got Sony somethings there. Yeah, MDR seventy five oh six. What kind of chair? What kind of chair y'all working with? Oh, dude, it's a gaming chair, man. I'm just gonna, Brett I'm, Hanley I'm, says insults are the last result of those with no valid argument. Brett, your your argument was wrong. Your your argument. Hey was hey, not, we're not we're not calling correct. people out on Facebook. You can do that on the chat board. Sorry, no, not I, on the I, I apologize. I didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. It must be hard to sort of have that realization that your yeah. uh, viewers and listeners are absolute morons. So I'll talk to you guys later. See you, Dick and Skippy. <laughs> That's always nice to be insulted. There we go. No, well, we got engagement going on. Now, don't forget our our uh, epithet of choice is poopy head. You know, you know, no one's yeah. a moron. No one's an idiot. Uh, you're either a, uh, a skip head. You're, you're a skip head. You're a poopy head. Or if you're Kim Jong Un, you're you're a certified whack job. Okay. Well, no, no, we don't put a poster up with all that crap. Yeah, we should have a style sheet on the wall. This is how we do it, guys. But uh, interesting conversation. Um, some good questions mixed in with some odd ones and, and observations. But yeah, again, I frequently believe the the wrong arguments are, are being gone for. According to the FBI database, uh, more children are killed by baseball bats a year than by uh, uh, assault rifles. Quote. So 
if it's, if it's a numbers game, if we want to save the maximum number of people, then we ban cars because I guarantee you, uh, and that's what Neil deGrasse Tyson's getting busted on. He, he tweeted like some, some hard numbers that by far per capita or otherwise, uh, more children, more people are killed by cars than by guns in a heartbeat. So if this is a numbers game, if you want to save people, ban cars. If you want to save I the children from more, getting killed, ban I, baseball I bats. Be, I see it it's be a personal more of an amendment thing. Well, it's a personal hatred of guns. So you just present it in, in our government that we want to take away this amendment. Let's see what happens. I uh, see again a skippery slope. I mean, we are yeah. going to use that. Well, we've, already, is, we've done it before. You can't. <clears throat> it when you amend the Constitution, it, it can't be a knee jerk reaction, which is what we have with prohibition, for instance. You know. That was that much like my complaint with, with films or TV shows or late night comedy now, there are knee jerk reactions to the current climate that don't age well. You know, we're gonna we can look back on Carol Burnett shows and laugh because it's timeless. We can look back on old Johnny Carson shows and laugh because it's timeless. We can look back on even politically themed shows like uh, Archie Bunker. Uh, all in the family and and laugh and be moved because it's timeless. We can't look back ten years from now on Jimmy Kimmel, and it'll just be. That's your opinion, though. I think it's classic. I think I think that his man showed years were his best of, years. Of course they were, but but uh, no, I think we we'll, we'll you know this, this conversation that happens all the time. One thing I love about this world is we always keep moving forward and we bring up new ideas and new concepts because. You know, asking the way you're talking about the rocket launcher deal, I really am interested to see how much a rocket launcher would cost me. Because you, I don't think, I think any reasonable person can say, if you really want to do something or get something, you can get it. Even if it's illegal, like drugs, you know, people still buy kids and they're, mm-hmm. they're still slaves on them. Because if people who really want that stuff, they can somehow figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, how much do you think a rocket launcher costs an individual? Let's find out. Hey Siri, how much does a rocket launcher well, I'm cost? Trying to, well, because one thing that it's interesting to me about a lot of the the, the gun debate stuff is how much do guns cost and how do you get them and what's going on with you know that per like because to me if you're if everyone was really wealthy everyone would be buying rocket launchers too because I guarantee you there's some Texans out there that love blowing stuff up and if they had the opportunity to buy a rocket launcher they call all their buddies and be like hey we're going out to the ranch we're shooting this rocket launcher off. Because I actually wouldn't doubt that actually already happening. Because people buy tigers in Texas, so people can do whatever <laughs> they want with their silly money. But uh, right, but that's why I believe I'm not a fan of gun registration. You know, where the state has like a database on who has a gun, because that's something where it can be so easily. You know, that's where Nazi Germany was able to. You know, you know, people were talking that. about, uh, <clears throat> but the, the, what was the concept? It was like red flag laws or something like that. Mm-hmm. Can't you? What what happens today? If I'm concerned hypothetically about you, Skippy, and I know you own a firearm, what goes on procedure wise for me? I contact my local police department or whatever, and I'm like, hey, my buddy Skippy's kind of unhinged. He's been saying some really weird things. And so, like, what grounds? So, like, because you know how you can like commit people for seventy-two hours, you know, just in case. Mm-hmm. So, what, what, you know, I'm talking about, like, what? Only if I exhibit uh, behavior destructive to myself or society. Because do you believe? Do you believe majority of these uh, these people who cause mass shootings or 
you know, violent acts, do you think they're just gonna they're always gonna commit a violent act regardless of how they do it? They're just gonna do it. It could be argued that maybe a gun or do you think the it's easier access to a gun will encourage them to take that next step? I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm trying to be as, as balanced as possible on, on this. Um I believe if somebody's mentally disturbed enough to want to take other people out, they will find a way. And let's look at London, which is now the well, knife anywhere. murder. Ni- no, mur- London's now the knife murder capital of the world because they banned guns. Therefore, now knife murders are larger than New York per capita. You talk about murders in general or? or with knives. With knives. Well, with that knives. makes sense. Okay, so if you ban something, and, and then, and, and again, what stops people with a knife? I'm not telling someone with a bigger knife, it's someone with a gun. So to ban guns is impractical, in my opinion. You will not, you will not get them. And Same thing it, with it, knives. Here's, if you ban knives, you won't get them. Right? <clears throat> well, this is where you have one argument that doesn't fit two different um, scenarios. I still want the rocket launcher now. I want to see. I want to I know how much that costs, man. That's got to. If I had a guess, well, I started to I look, but then I realized I just got back on the NSA de- watch depending, list here. Depending on the model, I would say at least twenty grand. Or yeah. Today, an RPG launcher is worth two thousand dollars. Really? In each like in the launcher, but not the missile. Yeah, I'm, I'm presuming so the body is two thousand, and then how much per rocket? Like four. What are we guessing here? I, 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 I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because I realize the NSA is already adding me to their list some more now because right. of my browser history. But no, I always, I always, I always wonder about a lot of these mass shootings. It's always, I mean, pretty much all the stories are like, oh, he was disturbed individual or she was, or it was or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of like, and that's the way it is. And no, funds need to be allocated into in my, this is of course, know, my opinion. I know, Jay, you can't buy one. I'm just curious if I was in the black market underground. I feel like you can really buy anything in this world. Like, I really think, like, if you're if you're connected enough, you can do, you can find the way I want to a accomplish. Unicorn. Yeah, you can probably get some surgery on a horse and make it look like a unicorn, and you can figure it out. But I'm, not, I'm just curious now. I want a penguin. I mean, somehow these people get this stuff. Because what didn't they get busted over at Northeast that? They found all these. Oh, it wasn't in the Northeast. It was like in Europe. Like I think it was in Paris. They found this. You know, some hate group had rocket launchers. And I'm like, all right, well, it's clearly this guy they can get it somehow. I wonder how they get that stuff. So, mm-hmm. I wanted to go back briefly um, to uh, the discussion with oh our, our caller's name. I'm sorry, I'm, ah! Terry, Terry. Terry, yeah, um, from Genesee. Uh, the the whole Canada I- issue here because. Uh, Believe it or not, climate and population does matter because when you have a small population of small towns scattered throughout, the odds of crime go down exponentially because, you know, if you have a population of 200, someone's breaking into someone else's houses or someone's mugging someone else, you're going to know who it is. So the option for crime, the opportunity for crime goes way down. Now, if you have 2,000 people, now, you have 2 million people in the same city. You see, so population per capita or not does play a big part in, in crime. So I just wanted to, I was trying to formulate that earlier and we got onto microphones, but I did want to finish off that thought. So in Canada, yeah, of course, gun deaths are way lower because the opportunity for them 
is where if you have bloodlust, you know, you go shoot a caribou. And there you go. You can get out of your system. But the the opportunity, because the cities are smaller, the you know, there's so much uh, yeah, see, dead but, space see, between I think you're, I think you're reaching on that kind of stuff. No. Because, I mean, we're completely, I think you look at it, on, on the, if you look at it as like a community, how happy is the community, what's, <clears> what's going on uh, currently in that. And like, so. Happiness it, has nothing to do with it. Well, I think people they always compare like the city of Chicago. How many you know? How many people were shot this Chicago week? with these most stringent gun laws in the, in well, the nation? I Keep mean, going. Well, no, I'm just saying like it, maybe it's something that in the communities that's what you build that you build that that foundation of this is what what goes on with especially in Texas. Like imagine people here carry around guns on their hip, and it's not. I mean, I know when I first encountered, it, I was a little off put by it. But then I go, you know, I'm going to get over it pretty fast. But you know what's funny about that? Because I remember when open carry became law a few years ago. Like people were like, ah, or something like 45th. That. 45th. 44 states before Texas allowed open carry. But as far as the news is concerned, the second Texas got the right, it was going to be old gunfight at the OK Corral. I'm looking around. Well, I mean, you got you got the, the demographics of Houston, then you have cut and shoot. And those are drastically, if, you, if you're an out-of-state listener, that's a drastic difference in population. But I, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if the people who I encounter in cut and shoot have more of a chance of having a, a firearm on them than in Houston mm-hmm. per capita. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but everyone keeps saying it after to make a point. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I think it really depends on the community and how we. I, I, if you, if I was up to me and I was writing the books, I'd be like, every city, every state has their own rules. Just figure it out and see whoever tries something different and it works works to other places maybe. yeah i mean obviously changes need to be made because it is becoming it has like for a long time thing. it is too common for there to be a mass shooting but we need to you know it's been in the oh, 70s jay, I, I agree with that jay what does jay say he says uh, localized gun laws well it's like to give you an example i was reading this weird uh people like one of my buddies was visiting california and apparently they have a new ammunition law there and they were talking about it's he goes it's really wild because they were going to go hunting right and he's like, it's really wild because if you're a resident of California, you have to apply to own certain amounts of ammunition. But if you're visiting, you don't. But you can't buy ammunition there, but you could bring it with you. Okay. But when you leave, you can't leave it there. You have to take it with you. Okay. So there's more restrictions on a citizen living in California than a non-citizen living in California. Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Well, there's more restrictions in California, if, you know, to get a driver's license than if you... Because they were talking about... Hop the border. Because they were like, oh, I want to leave it with my family members. And it's like, no, you, you can't do that because they'll get in trouble for having that ammunition because it's not, you know, whatever. They're not... They don't have the ID or whatever, the license to hold that much ammunition or whatever. And then you have to renew it every year. Okay. So, I mean, I don't... I, I think we're set up in a great melting pot of different types of studies because we have 50 states we have different rules on different different things and we figure out what works and what doesn't work mm-hmm. but then we can also but it also works for what that particular the state there yeah, yeah. there are there are, i mean we're a border state so clearly we're gonna have different laws because we're, we're on a border mm-hmm. than you know say colorado or anything like that and that's just because the, they we encounter different scenarios they probably encounter different scenarios because i'd be interested to see their marijuana laws and how that's working out because I know that's a big topic for folks, and like, has their has their city started burning? Are they doing riots because of everyone smoking marijuana? Or, well, yeah, the the media frequently 
media and general populace, I hate to sound like the media, uh, tend to love the chicken little headline. You know, uh, net neutrality, oh, we're all going to die. Uh, acid rain in the 80s, oh, we're all going to die. Pot in Colorado, we're Well, all that's how die. you get people to pay attention. It, it is, but after a while, it's, it's you know, mixing my metaphors. Now it's the boy who cried wolf. Every time it's, that's why I stopped watching Channel 2 News a long time ago. After Ron Stone left, it was, how drinking water can kill you. How water, air can kill you. It just everything became very sensationalistic. And you can only have that so many times before I, I get tired of it. Every time I hear the, that's why I'm just so, I'm just curious what they're going to come up with for the administration. Russian agent didn't work. Rapist didn't work. Uh, you know, now racist is, is on the table. It's, it's. We'll figure it out. Something will get it. After a while, here's the thing. Sooner or later, someone can find something that is true and 100% provable. And I, I won't care because it's like it took you 48 times to get there. Yeah, by the time that happens, he's back on his reality TV show. Right? Yeah, well, he, he, he'll never go away. I love that. I love the idea of him on a conference tweeting out. That's so funny. You know everyone around him hates it, too. He's like, stop tweeting, man. But no, I think the and the discussion for the laws and all that kind of stuff. I think it, I, I don't. I can say it's going to figure itself out, but I think it's something that's important to keep talking about it. And I really don't like the the response laws. I really don't like those in, in certain certain scenarios because there's we don't really have a way of going back. And I really like the idea of doing the sunset laws on pretty much everything that has to do with our government because. Think times change. We all agree on that. Mm-hmm. I think we can, and then so we, we do sunset on everything, and that way five years, ten years, one year, because that was the big discussion right no, now but, locally is about those nonprofits losing their money. You know that was a big deal with commissioner's court, mm-hmm. and I, I was I was curious. I was like, all right, so they apply for a grant, and the commissioner, uh, the Montgomery County has a certain amount of money funds for nonprofits. So like, when is it yearly, or is it every three years, or because I don't really think the commissioner should be don't giving nonprofit money because I don't really know. Is that the purpose of the court? Well, it's one of, yeah, one of the purposes. Is it? Yeah. So I don't it's know. To I don't allocate know bio, allocate so, budgets. So, so they allocate what budget? The money that we, county, county budget, county budget. Mm-hmm. So it's what, and some nonprofits need county help. Um, you know, if you have me, because they, they, have provide, county, they have county wide services. Right. But then, but do they review this stuff or is there like, I didn't really understand. Well, it's, it's usually been an annual thing. So commissioner's court, the, they and part of the the budget slashing. They did. They, they slashed the budget. I think three uh, percent or something. Like no, that. no, it was more than that. But they uh, brought the tax rate down four percent as well. Four point one one percent. I remember that one. Uh, <clears throat> but part of that was instead of funding Meals on Wheels, for instance, for the whole year, it's for six months, and then another six months that'll be renewed. So, so it, they they lowered cons- the sunset time. It'd be every six months you have to reapply. Yeah, for for the for the nonprofits, and it's actually caused. Uh, uh, some battle lines to be because I know this is here. probably in response to that yeah, that lady who stole money. The that seat. didn't help. So because and that, that's what I was curious about the timeline of those kind of things because I I really think discussions are important and if you decide to not discuss something for ten years it's going to grow wildly out of out of something bad. It's going to. I agree with that, but I disagree respectfully with what Commissioner's Court did for the nonprofits because many mon- nonprofits have to have a annual plan. Oh, yeah, they totally have that plan. money so plan six months. In. Well, six months, it may be, you know, I have my gate. Let's say this was the beginning of the year. So starting January 1st, we only give you, you know, in July. 
you know, in July, we're going to determine how you spent your money. But my gala, my fundraising gala is in November. So it's not part of this six month plan. So that means I got to come up with something else for March, which is not a good time for a gala. And, and I, so I, I disagree with it. Did they technically pull the rug yeah, under the, the fee or whatever? Yeah, this was this was an instant um, decision. They didn't get the check on Tuesday. Yeah, well, think about it. If you're expecting a an annual well, salary, all, annual no. review, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're going to go every six months, it jacks up everything. Uh, even if they give you a six-month warning, you know, say, okay, this is going to go into effect January 1st, 2020. Still, it messes up everything. Again, respectfully, I disagree with what they did. Yeah. We'll see how it turns out. There's a happy medium with it, and they didn't do that. Well, you know, it's it's incumbent on the nonprofit to be very transparent, forthcoming with how its monies are spent, and with the uh, what's her name who did make off with countless millions of dollars. Um, I still can't get over. They bought a generator. <laughs> that to me is like, oh, we don't have funds for this. We'll just take it from this nonprofit and buy a generator. Mm-hmm. So again, there was obviously. You know, there was ledger domain mayhem and hijinks going on. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. So hopefully that uh, helps itself in the future. Yeah, I'd like to. I I myself, if I ever ran for a county commissioner, I myself, one of my platforms would be an annual. I can't believe you don't agree. We need to install fear in our elected leaders. We need to have the tar and feather option back, and then that in way... The, fear in the leaders, meaning... You no, know, put fear Yeah, put fear in them. Like, like so our county judge, us. if we don't like what he you does... You better serve us, tar man. And feather or her, you better serve us. I don't have tar and feathers, but I got graham crackers and honey. <laughs> we could go the easy route. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, there's something that they, they tried. Here's the thing. No one can say the commissioner's court's been inactive. That's true. <laughs> I like that. You know... So, and they'll do things I agree with and things I don't agree with. And as long as there's civil discourse and the ability to have my voice heard, if I want to talk about it, then go for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good discussions today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, make sure you register to vote. Yes. Because it's very important per capita. I guess. You're going to look at that know. up after I'm, we're I'm off I'm definitely going to. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, still whatever, man. I still don't know what you're doing. But uh, yeah, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, that's about that's about it for me. Okay, we'll be here Friday. We will be here Friday. And if you want to be a guest, contact us, dickandskippy at gmail.com or call the message line, 936-228-9368. And uh, I mean, I enjoyed I, I enjoyed the phone. I, I enjoyed the change, the 10 o'clock phone call thing, which is yeah. still open, folks, if you still want to call in, but we're probably going to end the show right now because it's too late for you. Yeah, we'll end the show now. But, yeah, Friday, start calling in at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Uh, because we've proven we hit Illinois. I was really nervous. I thought he was going to start cursing. I'm like, oh. nah, nah. He, uh, he was opinionated, obviously. He had his, had his things he wanted to say and how he wanted to say them. But uh, no one's a moron. I mean, he's not dumb enough to know. He's smart enough to know that if he started cursing, he'd never be allowed to talk on the air again with us. Yeah, I don't think you should too worry about that. Yeah. I think this is, yeah. <laughs> this is Dick and Skippy per capita in the mornings, and we'll see you on Friday. <laughs>